Hello and welcome to another Geeks of Nature. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, hey. How has she been smoking? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I haven't been smoking anything. I've had um, Coca-Cola today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I deliberately said Coca-Cola because the minute I say Coke, you'll make a joke. Oh, that was a very refreshing lunch I had. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, Wolf of Wall Street there. Oh, mate. What? That 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 the one uh, I was supposed to go to a, a mate's. Uh, oh, hi guys, I'm here too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Rob's, Rob's here. And uh, by the way, Rob's got no hair, as people can possibly see, because uh, I did uh, the uh, world's greatest shave with my daughter. We raised two grand uh-huh. between the two of us, so um, it was a lot of fun. It was. Thing to come out that's made everyone go yay. Captain Marvel is uh, certainly a uh, a beast of a movie. Oh, I have oh, not seen so it. Good. You need to see it. If you don't see it, you shame on you. <laughs> are we going to? Are we right to discuss yeah. little things about it that I'm you know? Happy you are okay. So, look, as far as I'm concerned, without giving too much away about the movie, the fact that the it was a neat origin story, mm. and because I've got the comic shop, Captain Marvel was never a. Um, a title that ever did any great numbers for us. It was never a, mm. an important mainstream. It was always the Wolverines, the X-Men's, the Avengers, all those. They were the ones that did something for us in store. Mm. Now, with everything in the MCU happening, we're now seeing an influx of more people um, wanting Guardians of the Galaxy. Deadpool was never, ever really huge, and now Deadpool is, is coming across that board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're becoming those mainstream but when they said they were doing guardians of the galaxy my response was why why are you touching on them and thank god they did because it's fantastic they said Mm. they're going to do and i went who the fuck is ant-man i don't even remember an ant-man comic and then you had to go back and look at early avengers and everything and it was more focused on the ultimates universe and stuff like that and Mm. yeah the fact that you know a few years ago with ant-man i went who the fuck is ant-man in like this weekend i'm gonna meet paul rudd so it's fantastic so it's good. obviously you know you can't just say that where are you going oh i'm going to chicago but i didn't want to do that yet because we were talking about captain marvel i didn't oh. want to steal justice thunder like you do all the time uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> my podcast. excellent wouldn't that be a change jess wouldn't that be a change if she didn't steal my thunder i think it's usually around the other way because i'm always correcting her but that's fine <laughs> often died <laughs> <laughs> for the plans for rogue one didn't they <laughs> uh, anyway you know, i really enjoyed captain marvel and i think brie larson was a really cool choice Look, I, she's I, I, doing big things. She, she, she certainly was, and there's so many people up in arms with all of this. There's a political debate and everything going on about it. But most people have looked at it and gone, this is just a movie I can go see and enjoy and actually add to the MCU. And that- and for the, for the haters out there, I say... I- mm-hmm. And... And for all the people on my feeds and stuff that have come through and gone, oh, you know, political, blah, blah, blah. What I say to them is, okay, actually give me the document whereby she said what she's supposed to have said. And actually don't give it to me from the Daily Mail or one of those tabloid people. Give it to me from someone credible in the industry where, A, she's actually saying it, that you can actually see the video. Who has supposedly said what? 
Please yeah. take oh, it. He's supposed to have been anti-Semitic or some fucking thing about the whole... That There's supposed to be bits and pieces that she said that's very... No, no. They don't even do feminism like... Yeah, it's no, not there, even that forefront there, in the movie. Like, there's a moment that moment. This is outside of the movie. This is outside of the movie. This is her own personal view. This is not in the movie itself. This is her own personal view. And and I say to the people who who are going on about it, if if you've got if if you're second if you're hearing information which is second or third hand information about something she supposedly said, show me the original information where she supposedly said it. Give it to yeah. me from a credible source. And then maybe we can have a discussion about it. But I'm not going to have it coming from the Daily Mail because the Daily Mail is half full of shit anyway. All of it, yes. Um, after the, the releases they did for uh, Christchurch and for those listeners who aren't in Australia that listen to you guys, our neighbouring country, um, New Zealand, have just had their worst ever mm. gun massacre. Um, so bad, in fact, that the only um, comic the pop culture event they have in New Zealand called Armageddon, their um, their event organiser and owner of the event, or co-owner, it's him and his wife, has come out today and they've rehashed, they've actually had to fix their um, weapons policy for the event. And they've now said that after what happened on the weekend, if you turn up in camo gear to mm. the event, you will be turned away. You cannot come now dressed as guys from Call of Duty or any of those sort of games. You cannot present yourself with replica guns that are modern guns. Yeah. Mm. You turned away at the gate. You will not be allowed entry. And there's there's all these trolls out there that are complaining about it. And then you've got the guys. There's one guy, uh, Dylan Sorelia, who's got a Halo costume. Um, and he said, I've been Halo, I've been Master Chief for the last five years at Armageddon, and I understand your policy perfectly correct and everything like that. He said, I, I respect you guys as an organization, and all you trolls can just get fucked. Mm. Yep. Um, yep. And I think that there'll be uh, implementations by Supernova that will follow suit very shortly, and by uh, Oz Comic Con. You'd hope should, so. Should follow suit. Yeah. Mm. That, that brings it back to like the. You know, Brie Larson supposedly said this. It's like Rami Malek with his um, acceptance speech. I think it was when he won the Oscar. When he won the Oscar, he called Freddie a gay man. And people had a tantrum about it. Yeah, yeah, because people now, we live in a snowflake society whereby everybody's got to, and I don't... I don't care. I grew up in a. I grew up in the seventies and eighties. If I did something wrong, my parents smacked me. My parents didn't beat me; they smacked me. And I actually have grown up a better person for it. And I understand the the difference in right and wrong, mm-hmm. and being able to use logic in most situations. Nowadays, we're stuck with the millennials, who just think that they are. Yeah, everything triggers people. This word trigger. There is only one trigger, and it's on a gun. You're not shooting somebody. You're being triggered by some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just absolute crap. Yep. But it's all it's, the technicality, and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because he was look, himself, and no one cares. Grew up, and and if this has to be edited out of the the talk and everything like that, I I I grew up with gollywogs, and nowadays, and I grew up with the goodies, and the goodies did so many things that were politically incorrect and stuff like that, and and the, the you know you have the. 
it's just so many things that are are wrong in this this society today because we are doing everything to we we are currently doing everything to support a minority not the majority of people out there the majority yeah. of people don't care wouldn't care if malik had said on stage what a wonderful poof you know uh freddie mercury was because <laughs> the thing was that, that but in some respects he's he's wrong because freddie mercury wasn't gay he was bisexual yeah. mm -hmm. and even at his funeral they talked about his bisexuality he loved women he loved men you know that he was he was you know that was just the way that he was um so in some respects to say that he was a gay man is wrong but if they were saying it was wrong because he stated the word gay then that's the, yeah, the worst thing but that's just yeah. but we've, we've sidetracked getting back to uh yes. captain marvel <laughs> a lot of people are commenting and saying oh they didn't like the the cat they didn't like the fact that it was a cat that gave nick fury the eye um, I thought that was hilarious, though. Like, really, it was, like it, it was a neat. It was a neat way to give it because in the comic, I can't even remember in the comic books how Nick Fury got his eye like that. But you know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> he, he he was the guy. Nick Fury was a white guy in the original comic books. It wasn't until the Ultimate series they made him an African American. He's a lot. So Samuel L. Jackson. I'm just gonna say it. Like, can you? Who, what white guy could play Nick Fury? <laughs> uh, Josh Brolin. True. Make an amazing Nick Fury. So, but the, but you're right. Oh, there's, not many. there's not many. Um, the 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 one person that would I reckon if they had to do an old, if they had to do an old Nick Fury, mm. fuck Morgan Freeman. Oh, I'd get wet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Morgan Freeman. Oh, it's Morgan Freeman. I can hear him talking in my head right now. It is the voice of God after all. Yeah, he is. He's just <laughs> no, amazing. yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I thought the cat was hilarious. Like, just oh god, just the whole the whole thing at the end where it's just like he, the cat, like Goose does his thing, and the chick's just like okay, <laughs> it's like yep. Mm -hmm. and, and then of course the second uh, uh, Easter egg right at the end when that revealed where the Tesseract's been stored. Oh god, that was great. Mm -hmm. Where Gross. is it? In Goose. It's he ate it. How? What is Goose? Oh, Goose, Goose is a cat. He's, he's, a a cat he's not really a cat. He's a he's a, a transmorphic type thing. Because at one point these guys are attacking them, and and Goose, Goose opens his mouth, and all these fucking tentacles come out, and he just eats all the guys. And 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 Fury's holding the cat, and he goes, "Nice kitty," or something like that. Yeah. It's, and and then he eats the Tesseract, and it's right in the second Easter egg that Goose is on one of the is on Fury's desk. And he looks like he's coughing up a furball and he coughs up the Tesseract. Oh. So, yeah, no, very, very cool. But, you know, you talk about origin stories, a lot of people bitched and moaned about Green Lantern. Mm. Now, Green Lantern as an origin story, forget the shitty suit, forget the, the shitty bad guy that they had in the story. Green Lantern as an intro story, as an origin story was fucking fantastic mm -hmm. and reynolds only i let let's be honest reynolds only complains about it because it got such a bad review but for anyone who is a fan of the comic books they can look at that movie and go yeah that's exactly what happened mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. fucking the ring comes to earth fucking hell jordan gets the ring and he gets a suit bang it's done 
we now have an origin story for Greenland if they want to leave it in there. But they, they now say, oh, it's no good. It's got to be written out. And uh, fuck them. It's, it's just not a... Mm. It, it wasn't... It, in my way of thinking, there were certainly worse origin stories. Mm. Uh, I mean, look, every, everyone's raving about Aquaman. Um, but in my opinion, Aquaman is nothing more than a glorified underwater Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, there is a few issues with the movie, but I still enjoyed it. Let's put it down as that's his origin story to become king of Atlantis. Fantastic. You know, Frodo wanted to get the one ring and drop it into Mount Doom. Aquaman wanted to get the spear and get it off a dead guy. Oh, my God, it's the same thing. It is. It's just written (laughs) role reverse. He went went as the king of the dead. He was getting the king of the dead, and they worked it around. But... And and my main problem that I had with um, yeah mind blown yeah yeah but my worst, <laughs> the worst part about Aquaman was the amount of underwater battle that they had which was cinematography at its finest mm. the amount of tsunamis we would have had on the mainland because <laughs> of everything they fucking did underwater why did we not see we didn't see a ripple above the water what there was some sort of bubble that stopped everything from happening got to a certain point and stopped. Yep. No, they were blowing shit up hell west and fucking crooked. They yeah. should have been shit happening. I mean, Christ, it's like Finding Nemo, you had that one thing that burped about three miles down and came up and the seagull thought the other seagull farted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it flew off, you know. Um, but no, Captain Marvel uh, leads in for a great, great part of three. But this yeah. is where I want to blow your mind tonight. Okay. With the, we've had Endgame. Uh-huh. Yes. We've seen oh. the, the next trailer to Endgame. Yes. Okay. So I need you to cast your mind back to the end of Infinity War. Okay. Thanos snaps his fingers. Look out. <laughs> he snaps his fingers. And that's when he says, you know, you should have gone for the, you know, you hey. should have gone for the head to, to, Hem, uh, to is it Hemsworth? Did him with yeah, the, the thought. There, thought. He should have gone for the head, and he snaps his fingers, disappears for a second, comes back, and when he comes back, the gauntlet is all mangled and trashed. Mm. And then people start disappearing. Okay, we, we, we're at that point? Yep. At that point, I believe we'll find that the soul stone is missing out of the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Which means that Thanos, Captain America, Iron Man... All the people left behind are all inside the soul stone. I just got chills. <laughs> the fact is, if you think about it, because he can't, the soul stone can't be inside of itself. Mm. Now, if, it's missing out of the, if it's missing out of the gauntlet, Thanos' rule was that he wasn't going to kill anybody. He just wanted to take away half of the universe. So he puts half of the universe inside the soul stone. And it was not, it was random. It was random choice. It wasn't that he was going to pick him, 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 and him. It was yeah. click fingers, and he got a fifty percent chance of ending up inside. Mm. He clicked his fingers, and he's ended up inside himself. Now he doesn't care because he wants to become a farmer, and he's going to fuck off. And so he's created another universe inside the Soul Stone, and he's in that universe, and he doesn't care because half the universe is gone. The other half is still on the outside world, and that explains why we can see Peter Parker in Far From Home in the new movie because. He's gone home. He's gone home with Samuel L. Jackson. And Samuel L. Jackson, you saw, disappeared with Colby Smulders when he mm. dropped some for Captain Marvel. Now, the mm. big twist here is 
Captain Marvel is inside the Soul Stone because she's seen at the end of the Captain Marvel movie talking to fucking the Avengers that are left. Oh, okay. They're all inside the Soul Stone. Interesting. There's a theory that all the people that died are inside the Soul Stone, but I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. I like that one. I I I reversed the theory of the Soul Stone. You did. And you did. So they're all they're all in. If they're not in the Soul Stone, they're in another universe. But the Soul yes. Stone had to stay behind in the existing universe. And the reason that everyone vanished is because all they did was dematerialize out of the new universe that mm. Thanos. So Thanos grabbed the universe, and everyone that didn't make his new universe stayed in the old universe. Oh, so you think they're going to start with they're going to start talking about the multiverse thing then? Well, if you think about it, you don't have another movie with Chris Evans. He's gone. Bucky disappeared. Yeah, this is his last movie. Bucky disappeared. He Bucky vaporized, right? Yeah. Okay, so if Bucky vaporized, that then and, and also so did Falcon, that then leaves them open to take the mantle of Captain America, which will follow the ultimate storyline. Yeah. So Captain Marvel, Captain America is not gonna die. He's going to be in the other universe where they're not going to follow. But by them creating a new universe, it's going to allow them to bring in the X-Men. Yeah. It's going to allow them to bring in the Wolverine and the Fantastic Four and Jess's eyes have just got so much wider. <laughs> I'm so excited I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you see, so, so it's something along those lines that... If Thanos is in the standard universe, so just say we have that standard universe and everyone else has gone over this other if if it's if they're not inside the soul stone and they stayed behind and everyone who vaporized went to a new universe that Thanos created in the, the multiverse style thing, that or that universe already existed, then you've got all of those characters that have gone over and now they can join the X-Men. And they can then join all the rest because that's all being bought out. Sony mm. and in Marvel have already blended, so now we have Fox is the next to blend, which yeah. will then allow for Deadpool and the X Men to join the Avengers. <laughs> awesome! Oh my god! Yay! <laughs> yeah. That's that's my theory. We've only got to wait three weeks to find out. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to go and see Captain Marvel. You really do. Oh, God, so good. I'm so excited now. Before Captain Marvel, we've got two other movies coming out first. We've got um, uh, 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 Phoenix, Dark Phoenix comes out. I am really behind on all the X-Men movies. See, I haven't seen Apocalypse because I know the Age of Apocalypse story that they, they tried to make into this, that he was the god, the Egyptian god and stuff. I didn't really like the theory behind it, but I've watched... I've watched most of the movie without sound because I was at the EB Expo a couple of years ago and they were playing and I started Uh, watching I'm sort of going... They should have subtitles on when they do stuff like that. (laughs) Sorry? They should have subtitles on when they do stuff like that. I was working, so I really shouldn't have been watching movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. No, Um, I liked Apocalypse. That was good. Like, I'm not fully into the X-Men stuff, but, like, I'll watch it. I'm so the excited. X-Men, now. 1, <laughs> X-Men 1, X-Men 2, mm. both were 
reasonable adaptations following the original storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the end of number two, I still remember watching it when the, the floodgates opened and Wolverine got out of the project and where he'd been where he'd been weaponized and all the flood. And in the water you saw the shadow of the Phoenix. Yeah. And I'm just like Oh, we're going to get the Dark Phoenix saga. It is going to be that they're going to somehow be able to twist Jean Grey into this this storyline. Because the Dark Phoenix actually comes from outer space. It's actually an entity that enters her. Possesses her, yeah. Possesses her from like in the books. Venom? Uh, rather than being a symbiote, this thing mm. really just wants to fuck with you. Okay. And it basically uses the darkness of but it uses the the dark side of Jean to be able to build on that. And it, it amplifies her abilities. It amplifies, that's right. Yeah. And so that's how they did number three. And number three X-Men was just such tripe. They had the, the fucking anti-venine, so you could know like you could turn yourself back from being a mutant. It was yeah, like it what the off. fuck? It was this shit. I think when I was a kid, I loved X-Men because it was more believable because the way they explained it was, you know, evolution is a natural state for human beings. Mm. And mm. the state of evolution is our bodies will now begin to evolve uh, to the next step, mm. which is where the mutants come from, mm. which, you know, and that was, that was like, because I've always loved superheroes and stuff and it was always you know there's the element of far-fetched and it's fr far from reality well i mean the closest we ever came to something on the reality scale was uh, yeah but when you when you look at it in in terms of you know human evolution building up to a certain point where our bodies change on a molecular level and give us abilities mm. that was something that i could really get behind and i love one of the best storylines was they set the the marvel universe with the x-men and all of the characters fantastic four characters and stuff like that see that that get sorry just to jump back but it now allows them to reboot fantastic four yeah they can do all that if, if that's the case mm -hmm. with what they're going to build. But the series came out and it was drawn by Alex Ross and he's a fantastic painter. Um, and he painted this entire full run of comic books and it was just called Marvels. And it's basically the, uh, the X-Men and everything like that set in the 50s and the 40s. Yeah. And it was just a really neat storyline. You know, it's dealing at the time of the Cold War and stuff like that. Um, and, and, yeah, no, it was a fantastic story that they had for it. And it was a really – it was that same sort of thing. It was the evolution of man, and this is where it was, was going to. So that was that was good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that, that's pretty much uh, touching on, on those things. Mm. Um, well, well, on the topic of um, Marvel, um, mm -hmm. did you see Disney reverse their decision? James Gunn will now direct mm, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Which I'm like, yeah! I'm looking forward to Brightburn. What's that? We've talked about it before. It's the basically what ha what would happen if it, uh, Superman was evil. It's the, it's the, it's the James Wan yep. horror, horror movie. Yes, yes, got you. It's coming out. Um, surprisingly, with me going to Chicago... Um, there's four of the original six Power Rangers are going to be there. That's cool. 
and uh, through Netflix doing my flick and they had the new Power Rangers movie on. Mm. I actually watched it and may uh, I know maybe I'm just softening in my old age to movies, but I actually didn't mind the the premise that they had. There was a little bit of stupidness in it, mm. but. Generally speaking, as as far as it goes, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. So it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I wouldn't um, mind watching it. Yeah, it's it, it it's it's worth a watch. Zoe and I have just finished uh, Troll Hunters. Oh, yeah. um, that's been that's been out for a while. But the the lead voice in it, the the the, the lead character that is voiced by Anton Yelchin, who mm. is a he played uh, Chekhov in the mm-hmm. Star Trek movies, but of course, because he passed away uh, through that uh, automobile accident, mm. you know, we don't see too much of him. But all the episodes finished, storyline is done, and it basically just cuts to the credits and it says, This entire series is dedicated to our friend Anton. And it was like, I mean, I'd forgotten about that, you know, uh, by season two and right last bit, it just ripped my heart out because, you know, it was just just so good. Yeah. Last, I think it was last Monday or Sunday was actually the anniversary of his death or no, no, it would have been his 30th birthday and... Mm -hmm. My dad was flicking through the channels and Star Trek was on and he flicked it on and I'm like sitting there watching it. I was like, why is something so familiar that I've seen on social media recently? And I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. By the time this airs, I'll have probably got back from yep. Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I am going to uh, Chicago to meet a, a bucket load of people. Yes. Um, It'll be lots done of fun. I'm going to have tons and tons of fun. So who are you meeting? Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd, Clark Gregg, Ming Nye, Ralph Marcio, uh, William Zapka. Uh, you've got the three voices of the Animaniacs. You've got the two voices of Pinky and the Brain. One of them is, of course, an Animaniac as well. Cool. Four Power Rangers. Pink, red, blue, and black. Do we have to say a pake now? I don't know. Yeah. The funny part is that he's also African American. So, yeah. The Black Power Ranger is a black man. That's, That's right. Okay. Yeah. Political. That okay. It's it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got those. You've then got uh, two wrestlers. You got the wrestlers, the Young Bucks. Uh, another wrestler by the name of Kenny Omega. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Just trying to rattle through in my head. Uh, David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Gonna be there. Um, you've got no one else from Doctor Who on the Agents of Shield. I'm not sure who else. Can't think. Brain suddenly went. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Clueless. Oh, yeah. So be there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and that's Are it. you gonna make How... her sign Batgirl photos too? don't know. I mean, that was the year with Clooney and the nipples, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Whether... I know, right? Why did that suit have nipples? Because they, no, two, it wasn't just that one. The one before had nipples, yeah, too. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That and three, had, he had nipples, too. Why? Because there was something about the director. He wanted to play with Clooney's nipples, and that was the only way he could do it, probably. I don't know. Um. But I'm actually looking. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking. So I come back from uh, Chicago. I've got a weekend here. Following weekend. Are you grooming? It. Are you grooming me? I could me? see it in the corner of my eye. Yeah? It was bugging me. What was it? Cobweb. Wow, you are a little OCD, aren't you? Shut up. Okay. Oh, she's not. Um, so I come back. Following weekend, we do Melbourne Supernova. Following weekend, I do Wellington Armageddon. Uh-huh. Come back for a week, mm-hmm. and then all going well, I'll fly to Washington mm-hmm. and do Awesome Con, stay in America for a week, and then do Dallas. And at Dallas, got the Back to the Future cast. Including MJF. No way! Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> so, I, I, I have, I have a pop for him to sign. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can I send you one so you can? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm still trying to do a contract with the guys to sort this all out. Okay. But yeah, we're trying to do a signing of twenty pieces. Okay. Look at the grin. Look at the grin. Yes, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of my favourite movies, and I love all of them. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I really – but, yeah, so you've got uh, Marty's going to be there, Doc's going to be there, the mum's going to be there, Biff's going to be there, Sick. and the teacher, the, the headmaster of the school is going to be there oh, as well. Oh, really? So the one that I've re- – so the one that's missing is, of course, Crispin Glover. So dad's not going to be there. And then you need Elizabeth. Well, see, you've got Claudia Wells from the... F- from the first one. Claudia Wells piece that I can get him to sign. Oh, my God. There you go. Cool. Well, okay, so back to the future movies. Claudia Wells is the girlfriend in the very first one, mm-hmm. and then she's replaced by Elizabeth Shue in number two and number three. And they look so scarily similar that I didn't realise this until about five years ago. <laughs> Wow. Yes. So I have a Claudia Wells piece that's the scene from when she gives him the uh, flyer about the clock tower being struck by lightning, um, where she writes her details on the back of it. It's Mm. that scene, and it's got her and him in the the photo. So that'll be the one to get signed. That's a cool idea. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Can't wait. So yeah. So yeah. Doc's gonna be there as well. So that's a that's a pretty big one too. Now just need Elizabeth Shue to go with them. Put all four of them in the the one frame together. Mm. Mary is it Mary Masterson? She plays Doc's love interest in the third one. No. No. Um. Oh, cool. I, told you, no, I know no, her name. Stein, Mary, Mary Steenbergen. Bergen. Steenbergen. <laughs> yes. Something like that. <laughs> a special camper. Oh. oh, wow. He's a bit special, isn't she? Who, me or her? Uh, I'll go with her at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Today, so MJ is going to be there as well as... Um, uh, John Berthnell is going to be over there, so Punisher, uh, Mike Coulter, so Luke Cage. Um, there's another really big name that got, oh, Charlie Hunnam. 
he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Which is good because I just bought a set of uh, Sons of Anarchy Pops. Wait, you bought Sons of Anarchy Pops? Yeah. Oh, I want one signed by Charlie. Yeah, I know. You don't want to know price tags that I paid for said Pops. Oh. Yeah, they're expensive. They're really, they're vaulted, so they're about, rare. They vaulted three, about two years ago, they were vaulted. It cost me, what did I pay, 250 for four Pops? Fuck. Yeah, but it's yeah. a it's a Gemma, um, Clay, Opie, and... Charlie. Charlie. Oh, what the set. <laughs> yeah. And then we get them signed. Yeah. Um, well, I've already met Opie. So yeah. So that, that'd, be, that'd be another cool one to meet again. Um, I've met Gemma. I wanna, and I've met really... Ron. Actually, I've met Ron. Yeah. Because he was here for Hellboy. Speaking, speaking of, I get my Hellboy pop soon. You do, you do. <laughs> speaking about Hellboy, have you seen the trailer? The yes. new one. Are you disillusioned? In what way? That it looks shit. <laughs> See, for me, I fucking loved the Hellboy movies. Ron Perlman was Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Hands uh, down. Have you ever seen Clerks 2? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've seen Clerks 1? Yeah, no, I haven't seen Clerks 1. Like that one's in black and white. Yeah, it is, yeah. I've seen it in bits and pieces, yeah. not in full. The, the, the main thing with that is... There is only one because they're comparing um, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, mm. and the it's not Dante; it's the other guy uh, makes a statement. He goes, "There is only one return, and it's of the Jedi." Yeah, and um, there is only one Hellboy, and that is of the Perlman. Yes, yeah, yeah mm. no, and Ron Perlman is not. Don't get me wrong. Um, what's his name? Dan Arbor looks like he's done a pretty David nice- Harbor. Thank you. Looks like he's done a good job. Wait, wait, wait. He's Hellboy? Yep. Yep. So, Apart from Stranger Things. Fuck, no. Really? That's who it is? I couldn't pick who it was. See, that's how much I didn't care enough about it after watching the trailer. <laughs> so I went, man, really? And they've got Mila Jojovich playing the bad girl. I know. And it's like, fucking what? Yeah. It's like Kate Blanchett when she turns bad. You go, no, she's not bad. She's a good one. Yeah. And Miller, you go back to Fifth Element and then you roll it through all Evil. the Resident yep. Evils and basically everything. I mean, when she's in those movies, she adds to the spank bank. You put her into the Hellboy and she's like, I'm not going to wank to Satan. You know, it's not like you have this... It was the same as the day, the early days of Gina Davis for me. She was Groundhog Day and all of the the the, the good just... feel movies, and then they gave her Long Kiss. Isn't she Goodnight. wonderful. Yeah, but see, Long Kiss Goodnight ruined her for me. Yeah. Even even when I got to see her at San Diego a few years ago, it was like I want to say hello, but you're not my Gina anymore. You know, it's 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 yeah, I know it's. Yep. A, lot, a lot of people like her as, as in The Long Kiss Goodnight, and The Long Kiss Goodnight is a good movie. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the role that I appreciated her in. Yeah. Andy McDowell is still basically at the top of my, top of my list. I've yes. Got, I have my five. Well, no, like, yeah. The trailer, yeah, I'll watch it, but hands down... The original Hellboys and Selma Blair. 
Have you seen her recently in the news? No, why? Oh, I finally watched that interview. Did you? How good yes. was it? Yes. Oh, my God. So good. At the Oscars, Selma yeah. Blair made her first appearance since her MS diagnosis. She is in the worst MS flare-up ever. She can hardly walk. She um, ha- can hardly speak because of the spasms in that cause it uh, in mm. MS. Um, but she walked into the Oscars and she looked fucking elegant. With a custom cane, too. That was Yeah, a- she has a, a walking stick cane and it's got diamonds all encrusted on it and it's fucking sick. Yeah. And so it's led right around. Yeah. <laughs> so Selma Blair has really bad MS, mm. but she's power to her. So, so mm. you've just sparked a memory for me, too, that since I've seen you guys, and you guys may have talked about it in your podcast last week, but did you guys talk about Luke Perry? No! Yeah. Well, we haven't actually talked about Luke, have we? No. Oh, yeah. see, Riverdale have uh, gone on hiatus, and now the guys who are coming with Supernova have actually pulled out because they've yeah, got a still, still got a film. Yeah. Mm. I feel so blessed that I got to meet him a few times. So you've met Luke I've met I met Luke when he came to Australia because... Well, uh, being Dylan out of 90210, yeah. um, Bronwyn, Dylan's mum, that's where Dylan's name comes from. Oh, really? Dylan is named after Dylan out of 90210. And so when Luke came to Australia, I got an autograph for him, and on that autograph it says, to Dylan, from Dylan, Luke Perry. And, and you know, that, and Catherine, then we had the, um, when Shannon Doherty came to Australia, she then had her cancer scare. Mm. Catherine had an autograph from Shannon. She goes, um, and it was a, it's a photo of Dylan and Brenda, and Dylan's got his arms around her. And she took it with her to America. And when we got into the Riverdale signing for the first year, so before they knew what Riverdale was going to be, they couldn't give the tickets away for people to do the signing. Mm. So they said, do you want a ticket to Riverdale? Yeah, sure. Who's going to be there? Oh, this person, this person. You know, rattling off the KJ Appers and everything like that. So, and Luke Perry and Catherine's just like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding. For some reason, she'd actually packed the photo in her bag mm. and brought it over for Luke, and Luke signed it for her. Nice. So, yeah, he he was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, when he came to Australia, he just finished Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was a damn good series. Mm. That was a you would have never seen it. I think I have. Yeah, that's the one where all the kids, oh, only the kids survived, all the parents died. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then it's set ten years later and stuff like that. Yeah. So all very good, all very so, good. It might be Zoe. Might be Zoe. We got a, we haven't got a girl. Okay. Oh. Lot, lots of people. What okay, can so, we discuss? What's what can next? we discuss? Um. Capricorn, what are you doing for Capricorn, seeing as we're going to be there now? Yeah. He won't even be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I'll be in Wellington. No, no, I, I can announce now what we're doing for Capricorn. In can you actually conjun- or have I just pushed you to it? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I told, I've already told Emma tonight. She found out before you did. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. You've got a fucking brain like a goldfish, haven't you? I'm very tired. I'm tired. Anyway, shall we discuss? Okay. We <laughs> are working with Headspace. Oh, yeah. Oh, sick. 
I'm glad you got that on footage because you all, all it's missing is the light bulb above yeah. to actually blow it on. So, of course, last year we lost a, a great man in the comic book industry. Mm. Oh, oh, speaking about that, I was not prepared for the fucking homage at no, the beginning. I nearly of bloody cried. Oh, beginning. No, no, we can't. We can't tell no, her because she no. goes and sees Captain Marvel. She has to cry like the rest of us did because we His weren't cameo prepared. though. Oh my oh, god! Oh, oh, did you see what Kevin Smith said about it? Yes. Yeah. Because the cameo is is Stan reading the Mallrat script. Is it? Yes. Yeah. He's sitting on the train reading a fucking Mallrat script because it's based in the nineties. Because it's based in the nineties. Basically, when Stan made his one of his first movie appearances is rats. with Kevin Smith. And it's like that's what that's why Kevin was crying. You know, oh my god, cause he didn't know the homage that they gave to him for that appearance of Stan. It's like, man, I don't even care if the timeline's out because someone will pick that apart and go, oh no, that Mulrats was a year earlier and Stan would have been reading that script or something. Uh. Don't care. As soon as I saw that with the the, the with the script and it said Mulrats and Stan's reading, it was just like it was the sweetest thing ever. It's just, it was just beautiful. That was, that was just. Didn't a fantastic... he? He started the Stanley cameos, didn't he? Technically, I don't. Or was there an because Hulk movie that he was had... in before that? So he done Daredevil. I think Daredevil came out before Mallrats too, or Mallrats. No, 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 not at all. Mallrats is the nineties. Daredevil was like early two thousands. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Mall Rats was 1995. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I spell. Daredevil movie. 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying the Daredevil movies. Daredevil wasn't the first one they did. Daredevil wasn't the first Marvel movie that they did. Because X-Men, X, the X-Men movies, when did they come out? They had the Spider-Man movies. No, no, then. but I'm saying that didn't Kevin start the cameos? Like I, I... I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. be right. Um... What was anyway, the, that was what, so nice, and I hope so many people cried. <laughs> so I don't think he started in Blade. Um, just go uh, Spider-Man movie. Tr- I don't know when the first Spider-Man movie came out. I'm thinking it was... Google Stan Lee cameos. Just do that. <laughs> 2002 for the very first Spider-Man. There you go. Okay, right, I thought yeah. it was in the 90s. Keep talking. Um... Where were we at? Um, Talking about the cameo and how awesome it was. But before that, I don't know. Oh, right, no, Headspace. Headspace. Okay, so, of course, we lost Stan um, at, the end of last, at the end of last year. And, of course, we had, when he came out the year before, we had the, uh, the piece done by Travis over in Chile that was a makeup of all different comic books ripped apart and it made up Stan's face. 
And so that's our, our piece that we had through Travis. Now, because Travis sent us the original of uh, a, a very high quality digital image, I've just simply taken that and we put it onto a canvas. Camera House here in town, there's no money involved or anything like that. Camera House have printed it for us. And basically, it's going to go up at Capricorn for everyone to leave a positive message about what Stan meant in their life. And then it's going to hang in the Headspace office here in Rockhampton. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited um, about that. So, yeah. Mm. Um, no, his uh, very first cameo would have been the, uh, the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So that was, that was going back a, a bit further. Uh, that's like 80s. The idea of, you know, his cameos, Kevin Smith certainly had part in that. And mm. if you ever listen to Kevin's podcast, he talks about, there you go, Troll the Incredible Hulk 1989 was his very first one. Um, and um, Kevin talks about the fact of how it came about that, they were saying, oh, we need to put someone a little bit famous into this and blah, blah, blah. And, and one of the guys just said, oh, I know Stan Lee. You know, maybe he'll be in it. He'll, he'll come along and do it. And Kevin was just beside himself because the idea of, you know, Kevin, you know, of, of Stan Lee, one of his heroes, heroes his mm. idol, would actually be in his movie was just phenomenal. And I remember watching um, Comic-Con a fan's hope. And if you've never seen Comic-Con's A Fan Hope, uh, everyone who's listening, go watch it because it is a fantastic documentary on what Comic-Con actually is mm-hmm. and, and, and what happens at Comic-Con. It was, uh, it's the 2010 Comic-Con and it's actually shot by Morgan Spurlock, I think the guy did Super Size Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows a whole. It follows some cosplayers. It follows some artists. It follows a few of the vendors, um, and it actually has a lot of interviews. And in one of the interviews, it's Kevin Smith going that if I could go back, um, if, if if I could go back, I would tell my ten year old self that uh, in the halls of Comic Con. And you'll actually have Stan Lee come up to you and go, hey, spider friend. And it was, yeah, and, he, and Kevin's joke back then was, yeah, and, the, and then my 10-year-old self will look at me and go, man, you know, you should eat a carrot and you should be on a diet and then he'll kill me and he'll come forward and he'll become president. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but Comic-Con, a fan's hope is, is certainly a really good documentary to watch about the comic book industry in America. Mm-hmm. And He's had a Nicholas Cage too, so it's good. <laughs> Excellent. So, well, no, so that, that, that's, what, that's what we're doing for Capricorn. So that's um, in partnership with Camera House and Headspace. Um, so that's that's really nice. We've supplied the image and the and the uh, the picture is the picture is going to say um, it's just going to say thanks for the memories. Which is going to be, you know, really, really good. So it's going to have Stan Lee and his birthday and his year of part, you know, year of birth, year of passing, sort of thing. So mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very important. It's a very, it's a very important 
you know, he, he, he's important to a lot of people, so he figured this was a good year to uh, to do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, on that note, <coughs> um, should we wrap up? I suppose we should, since I've got a young lady here that wants to talk to me. <laughs> but she can just wait. <laughs> so, um... Uh, toodaloo. Yippee-ki-yay. Motherfucker.